Well, we got a very newsy show, like seven at least newsworthy items to get to, including updates on Devin Levi and Patrick Kane coming up on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on our YouTube channel. Today's episode brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNHL. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Be sure to check us out and our Locked On Sabres uh, text line, our sorties group chat. We had some updates provided for you this morning on that right from the practice ice. We had uh, a couple of responses to the Devin Levi news from yesterday on our text line as well. Join subtext, S-U-B-T-E-X-T dot com slash locked on sabers if you want to get in on the uh, the group chat. Become a sortie uh, before tomorrow night's game against the St. Louis Blues. I do love going through as much as the, the updates are cool and getting instant feedback uh, from one you for me on what you think of something or me giving my take on something that happened immediately uh, is very cool. But I definitely like the game aspect of it the most. Uh, the element going back and forth, uh, instant reaction. So join subtext.com slash locked on Sabres. The news that broke yesterday, there was a couple of newsworthy items. We'll talk about Pat Kane to Detroit coming up in a couple of minutes. And we have a ton of updates, including some short-term updates and some long-term updates, whether it's Jack Quinn, that's more of the long-term, Zach Benson and World Juniors, Jordan Greenway. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to get to. That'll be in the third segment of today's show. But the number one update to get to that we got to start with is that Devin Levi is a Rochester American. The Sabres announcing that on Tuesday afternoon. They have loaned Levi to the Amherst. He goes down, practiced this morning, did some media, uh, wearing the Amherst t-shirt, uh, smile on his face. He was all good. So any worry about, well, this guy told the Sabres when he signed, I'm not playing for the Amherst. So will he even do it? I saw a little of that out there. Um, and of course he will. And he is down there. He's taking it uh, on the chin. Um, and he even said, you know, that he talked with Craig Anderson who is still doing some stuff for the Sabres behind the scenes. And Anderson just told him, stay humble. He said he doesn't see it as a demotion, just working on his development, being sure he can get some games. And that, to me, is my takeaway. So Levi to Rochester, before we hit December, is not what anyone would have hoped for at all when we started the year. When we saw him for the first time at the end of last year, it was, all right, let's rock and roll. This is our number one goaltender. He's going to play 40, 50 games, but he's going to be the clear-cut number one, or at the least, he's going to be the 1A. And not to say that I was against that line of thinking. I bought into it a little bit. I got excited watching how good he was last year and the style and the college career. There was a lot to like, and there was some reasoning for, well, I know that no goaltenders in the last decade or two decades at this age really go come right in and produce at the NHL level. But 
Sometimes guys are special. Sometimes guys are anomalies. And this guy has the best college career maybe we've ever seen. And in limited seven-game action, he looked great, almost got them back into the playoffs. So there's reason to believe that he'll be different. And I thought, okay, yeah, that might be right. That really might be right. I wasn't as definitively against that as I was, say, on Lukanen taking a step forward. And Levi, two months in, the... The, the downside of making him your number one has come to fruition the way I thought it that it could. The downside and the risk, which is why I wanted to see the Sabres go get a veteran, a proven goaltender to have as a plan B in the offseason. Lukanen's become that, by the way, so it's okay they don't have it. But why I wanted to see them do that is because 21-year-old goaltender never played a full NHL schedule. College schedule, far more different than NHL and even more different than the junior schedule in Canada. You have no idea what this guy's going to look like in a full game schedule. He might go through a month where he struggles. He might go through a couple of weeks where he struggles. And that's happened, right? He's been fine. I don't think Devin Levi's been that bad. I think he's had a couple of really nice performances. They won the Minnesota Wild game a couple of weeks ago on his shoulders. The team played like garbage in that game. And Levi put them on his back and won the game for him. I thought he played really strong in Toronto a couple of weeks ago as well. So he's had some nice games, but the consistency has not been there. Again, as expected, or you had to at least plan for that inevitability with a young goaltender like this. But again, hasn't been that bad. If you look at goals saved above expected, which I like to do, um, out of 64 qualifying goaltenders that have played five or more games this year so far, Devin Levi ranks 42nd. Not great. You know, near the middle. Near, near the middle. Right around the same as Carter Hart, starter for the Flyers. Billy Husso, starter for the Red Wings. Freddie Anderson, uh, who got some limited game action in earlier in the season with Carolina. He is behind Lukanen, who is 26th out of 64, but he's ahead of Comrie, who is 49th. So he's been fine. Statistically, he has been arguably better than Eric Comrie. But you could send Levi down. You can't send Comrie down. You could get Levi games down there. You can't just automatically You need to do that with Comrie. He's older. Uh, save percentage on the year, by the way, Levi in 876. That number really looks bad. 876 and only a 25% quality start percentage. Um, so very inconsistent nonetheless for Devin Levi. But I also don't think you can't, you, you have to leave him down there. If you want to go Lucan in and a backup, on a rotation, I mean, Comrie probably won't like it, but for instance, they have a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday this week. If they want to go Lukanen Thursday, Levi Saturday, and Lukanen Sunday, you can have Levi go back and forth and get three games in, with two of them being in Rochester and one of them being in Buffalo. I don't predict they'll do that because, again, Eric Comrie might, you know, be a little PO'd with that setup. Um, And I'm not sure he would play along with it. If I'm the backup, I'm the backup, right? Like something along those lines. So I think it's good for Levi's development. Let him get some consistency. I do not think you've seen the last of him this season. And I certainly don't think you've seen the last of him for his career. I think he still is most likely the Sabres' number one goaltender of the future. Lukanen is having something to say about that. Uh, The good news is maybe they'll have two guys, a 1A and a 1B, 
for a long time, but I would still project Levi to be a higher level level goaltender than UPL. But again, UPL's making uh, throwing his hat in the ring for that. So not a bad thing in my opinion at all. He's also got an outdoor game coming up for Rochester, so let's get some new equipment ready to go for uh, for that one. Um, so we'll keep tracking Levi's development down in Roch. Um, but the show goes on up in Buffalo with UPL and Comrie. And death to three goaltenders is uh, the maybe the biggest positive of all this, right? That we don't have to do that song and dance anymore. The team said they didn't like it, that they don't like having to split reps with the number two guy, that it do- doesn't let anybody get in a rhythm, and it makes roster management harder because you've got to send forwards up and down more often. Um, so I think getting out of the three goalie situation – is is maybe the number one uh, positive uh, of this move, Levi to Rochester. Patrick Kane also headed to a different team, not the Buffalo Sabres. We'll get to that when we come back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We are presented by eBay Motors here on the show. eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase, making us your first listen every day. Reminder, Locked On's launched their first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Not just their first ever, the first ever uh, on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for your 24-7 covering the top stories of sports of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel the news that does not pertain to the sabers but kind of does because they were involved buffalo native patrick kane we can put any rumors and speculation officially to rest as he is signed and practicing today with the detroit red wings kane is a red wing one year 2.75 million dollars kane says he'd like to make his debut for the red wings in seven to 10 days, he is coming back from a major, major hip injury. And there is questions about how good he'll be. Steve Eiserman, I saw quotes from him, the Red Wings GM on Wednesday that says they believe after looking at medicals and whatnot and watching him on the ice, that he'll be better than he was last year with the Blackhawks and the Rangers. He'll be closer to what he was two years ago in Chicago. Call me skeptical, but I'm definitely skeptical. Uh, This is not an injury as we've gone over before, whether it's Nicholas Backstrom more recently, or it is Ed Jovanovsky or Ryan Kessler. Guys do not come back from this injury, this surgery. It does not happen. So maybe Kane will be different, but as I am with a lot of things, if there's a large sample size of history that says one thing, I'm going to bet against the anomaly. And the anomaly in this case would be that Patrick Kane is back to form from two years ago, like Iserman says. So I'm not losing sleep over the Sabres not getting him. They might be. I don't know. Because 
Kevin Adams, who met with the media on Wednesday morning, a little scrum uh, at Sabre practice, confirmed that the Sabres had been interested in Kane dating back to July 1st. He also said that he and Don Granado met with Kane recently before signing with Detroit. So the Sabres clearly wanted to do this. I don't know how badly. I've also wondered that because Kane is Kane and he's getting up there in years and he probably wants to make sure he's on a winner, that he would go with a team that's had more better recent results. I wonder if, you know, in September or in October, he was completely willing to sign with the Sabres, thought maybe this is the time to go back home. The team was interested, and he watched them like we all did over the last three weeks and went, yeah, I'm not really sure that's got the makings of a playoff team. And that, for him, said, I'll wait. If I'm going to ever play for this team, I'll give them maybe till next year uh, when I'm a free agent again. Um, so that's what I wonder is did Kane, did this come from Kane that the Sabres clearly were interested in the reason why that he's not a Buffalo Sabre today is because they've played poorly in the last couple of weeks and they showed him that they're not to be trusted. Um, I think that's possible. I don't think he made a better decision. I think he actually went to a, a lesser team. I don't think Detroit in the standings is better off. They're at 25 points on the season. The Sabres are at 22. Um, so it's only a three-point gap, but the Red Wings are a third place in the Atlantic Division. And by record and by goal differential, they look like a better hockey team. I don't think they're a better hockey team. I've been a doubter on Detroit going back all the way to last season when I said, well, while the Red Wings were winning, there was this, we were having the same discussion one year ago. The Red Wings had started hot. They were in a playoff spot. And I said, it ain't going to last. There's nothing to look at in their play that says it's going to last. Their roster doesn't say it's going to last. And I, they might be in a better spot now than last year because they have Alex Dabrinkit and now they have Kane. Although I'm not really betting on Kane to give them a lot. Um, Detroit, it's the same things I said last year. Their team is getting lucky. And they're going to need some star goaltending. But they don't have goaltenders that I trust to do it for the whole season. Billy Huso is fine. And James Reimer is a fine backup. Neither one of those two are capable to me of lifting that team up for the entire season. When you look at the underlying stats, they look like a team that's reliant on getting breaks, getting lucky. In expected goals four percentage at five on five, where do the Detroit Red Wings rank? 23rd in the National Hockey League. If you want to look at scoring chances for in the NHL, where do the Red Wings rank? 30th. Only Chicago and San Jose are lower. If you want to look at shot attempts in 5-on-5 five, five five this year, the Red Wings are 24th in the NHL this year. If you want to look at power play percentage, in the NHL this year. In fact, uh, what are they in power play percentage? I had that. I thought they had that written down. I did not. Here we go. The Red Wings are... Okay, well, that's one of the reasons why they're getting a little bit lucky, right? Ninth in the league in power play percentage. So they're actually pretty good there. The goaltending and the shooting percentage is why the Red Wings are where they are, where they are in the standings. If you look at PDO, which is, again, just shooting percentage combined with save percentage. It's a number that can help you tell who the lucky teams are because 
sometimes if your save percentage is astronomically high, you know it's unsustainable. And same thing with shooting percentage. If you're shooting at a 20% clip, everyone knows that you're going you're gonna to crash back down to earth because nobody sustains that over 82 games. And the Red Wings right now have both. To me, they have an unsustainable save percentage and they have an unsustainable uh, shooting percentage. And what does that mean? PDO, they are second in the NHL this year. Second highest. Only Vancouver is higher. And PDO, again, is kind of the luck stat. So to me, that kind of says the Red Wings are the second luckiest team in hockey. Out of, If you're curious, by the way, uh, where the Sabres rank in that, they rank 20th. So the Sabres might have some means for positive regression, and the Red Wings have means for negative regression. I believe that's on the way. Patrick Kane might think he's going to a better hockey team. I'm not bitter about it. I did not want him to go to the Buffalo Sabres. I don't think he was going to help them much at all. I started to get a little bit convinced by the idea of him because of the power play. And as we look now, one year, $2.75 million, I wouldn't have been mad at that. How could you be mad at that? It's a non-risk contract on a team that's nowhere near the cap. That would have been fine. But I did not think he was going to help them that much. Maybe on the power play, and to me, that was it. So I'm not losing sleep over Kane becoming a Red Wing, and I do not believe the Red Wings, even with Kane on the team, are going to do much damage uh, in the Atlantic Division. I believe they will fall out of a playoff spot, and the Sabres will still finish higher than them in the standings this season. In fact, I think Ottawa is more dangerous at this point, despite the fact they're well below the Red Wings in the standings. I still believe Ottawa will finish higher than Detroit. Time out here. When we come back, lots of updates. In fact, one that I just saw across my phone as we break uh, pertaining to who's going down to Rochester, and we've got a guy coming up from Rochester. Uh, Plus, Jack Quinn, Zach Benson, lots of updates coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by Game Time here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. You shouldn't have to worry about where and when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, plus music, comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets with zone deals. You pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. You just kind of pick the range in which you want to be in and boom, game time is going to give you the best deal for the, for the, the area that you've selected. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less elsewhere, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabers podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, YouTube, and wherever you may be listening. Reminder, join our text group or text line, uh, joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnSabers. Uh, a text I'm actually just going to send in a matter of seconds here is to our uh, our sorties, the breaking news that Yuri Kulik has been sent down to the Rochester Americans. One game is all he gets, seven to two uh, devils over the Sabres. So you weren't even able to tell much from that game. But Kulik's on his way down in part because Brandon Byro is on his way up. So we'll see. There's a lot to be figured out roster-wise for the Sabres. But on the ice uh, on Wednesday morning, Jordan Greenway returned. And Don Granato says after after practice that Greenway is more likely than not uh, to be in the lineup 
on Thursday night in St. Louis. So uh, we'll see. Um, if you look at, um, excuse me, if you look at uh, Greenway in the recent games that he's played, he's been pretty good. He has not maybe been as good as he was at the beginning of the season, but I've had no problems with him, likely to return to the lineup against St. Louis. So Byro up, that meant someone had to go down. Even with Levi going down, um, Levi for Greenway, Byro for, for Kulik. So that's, I guess, how it's going to work. Isaac Roseanne is staying for the time being, and he is still on a regular line with Tyson Jost and Victor Olofsson, which reads like, to me, he'll also be in the lineup on Thursday night in St. Louis because you had five guys rotating in on the bottom line. You had Kulik, Kulik, Krebs, Byro, Okposo, and Greenway. Well, we know Kulik is already down to Rochester, so wipe him out. So now I've got four. Krebs, Byro, Okposo, Greenway. And one of those four, I guess, are going to be scratched. Maybe it's, it's going to be Byro. Maybe they're just calling Byro up to be on the trip, knowing this might make sense, right? They know a forward's going to be scratched, but they want to have an extra um, just in case there's an injury in warm-ups or something. So bring Byro up to sit in the press box and let Kulik go play the game in Rochester. One's going to sit in the Sabre press box, most likely. One's going to be in Rochester playing. So for that, I understand why they made the swap. Because the game, Kulik is the one developing. And you want him to get as many games as possible. So I I think that's why they did it. And I would imagine Roseanne is going to remain in the lineup playing with Jost and Olison. Rest of the lines and pairings have been the same as, uh, as normal. Uh, So nothing to see there. Other updates uh, from Kevin Adams. Um, Team Canada wants Zach Benson for World Juniors. We're about two weeks away from Canada's, Hockey Canada's camp getting going. Um, The Sabres said they have, Adam said they have not decided yet. They want to see kind of how he, what, how he progresses, how he plays in the next couple of weeks. Um, Yeah, that's what he said. He wants to see how they play the next week or so before letting Canada know. Uh, That'll be a tough one because they kind of need him here. Right, He played, the Sabres ran three lines the other night in New York. When the game got close, they stapled Roseanne and Jost at the bench. Those two didn't even play 10 minutes on the night. And because they were only 11 forwards, that meant, okay, they're going with nine forwards for the whole third period. And Benson was one of them. Benson played over 18 minutes in that game, and I thought played really well. So they kind of need him, and Granado shows that he trusts him. So... In that frame, I don't think they would send him down if he keeps playing like this. On the other hand, you know, you know what it, you know, you know what? Never mind. Before I even make the point, I think it's wrong. I was going to make the point of it's, it's, you know, World Juniors are important to guys like that, and it's a once in a lifetime experience, and they probably, you know, Benson would probably want to play in it. Um, so I could see them, you know, him wanting to go and them wanting to honor him for that, honor that to him. But at the same time, they've said it repeatedly. This season's all about the playoffs. And listen, if you want to play in World Juniors, I, I'm so, basically, I'm sorry, Zach Benson, but we need you here. We're trying to make the playoffs, and we we can't take you out of the lineup. We, we can't put Byro in to play 19 minutes a night. We, we need you here. Uh, so I think that's what you got to do. I think is if he keeps playing like this, you don't send him back. If he starts to struggle, then maybe we reopen the conversation. I would guess he doesn't go. Uh, what else do we have? We have an update on Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn, 
according to Kevin Adams, a realistic timeline for return is January 1st. That's the first time we've ever heard a real concrete timeline put on it by the team. We've had speculation and reports, but Adams said that January 1st is a realistic timeline uh, for Quinn, which is super great news. He's already back on the ice. Uh, and, you know, coming back from a partially torn Achilles, that's a tough injury to come back from. So they obviously want to play it slow. Um, I think it makes sense. So, all right, we got uh, Quinn hopefully coming back in a little over a month, and they could definitely use him, right? More scoring, more danger. He was my breakout candidate of the season uh, before the year. Paterka has definitely stepped up into that role and filled the gap, but uh, I still think Quinn has got a big, big breakout in there. All right. That's it, though. That's all our news. Uh, unless I missed Did they trade somebody while I was talking here? It uh, doesn't look like it. So I believe uh, we're all set to go for St. Louis. Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Um, we'll talk about that game next time here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. And thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen every day. Again, join our text line, joinsubtext.com slash Sabres. And we will bring, hopefully we'll be able, I'll be able to nail my anytime goal bet again uh, for the fourth time in a row before the Blues game on Thursday. Talk to you next time here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Again, Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. You got to check it out. Locked On Sports today here for your 24-7 covering the top stories in sports with the local experts of Locked On, plus their national show experts uh, on every sport, whether it's the NHL, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, it's all there. Uh, go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national show. Talk to you next time here on the Locked On Sabres Podcast.